Welcome to the Love Fly podcast. This is Paul Tizard and I've been helping nervous flyers for about 25 years. And today's guest is somebody I've known a long, long time, uh, Sue McKnight. Welcome. Hi, Paul. Nice to see you. And you, yeah. So Sue and I crossed paths many years ago when I was running the Virgin Fly Without Fear programme. And she's a crack of a story. And because your success was so amazing. But anyway, I don't, we used to, Sue used to come along and talk on the courses and it was very inspiring to people. And I thought it'd be great for this podcast to to meet somebody who had a fear of flying such a long time ago but then to talk about how your journeys developed since then so i'll shut up tell us about tell us about tell us of your what's your story sue oh it's great to be able to share my story um i first met you in july the 18th 20 2003 it was back on the virgin course but my fear of flying actually stemmed from a lot earlier than that Mm -hmm. um i never had the opportunity as a child to fly teenager we never went to go on a a holiday and i actually didn't fly until my early 30s early 1990s i had three small children and we decided as a family it would be a good idea to go to florida as you do with a family holiday of a lifetime and all that yeah that's fine if you like flying but I soon realized after we booked it and paid for it that actually for me getting over there was going to be a massive problem Um, was your fear like because you'd never been near one was that I think I think it was everything yeah because I'd never flown I'd never been near an aircraft Mm. I didn't know what to expect I wasn't a great lover of heights. I've never liked lifts. I like to be in control of things, knowing, well, Uh-oh. not in control, but I like to know what's going on. Yeah, being, a nurse, yeah. being a nurse in a busy intensive care unit, you're in control. Mm. Um, and suddenly you're sat in a seat in an aircraft and you're not in control. So mm. I went to the bar and had a few drinks before we flew. Now, I'm not a drinker, so... And the kids, I'm trying to put on a brave face for the children. And we get on board and I realised that this was not for me. I absolutely hated it. Yeah. We booked with Virgin just by coincidence. We just felt we liked their brand and the price was good. And, and that's who we were. And they were absolutely brilliant. They tried their hardest to reassure me. But I just yeah. sat there and cried yeah. virtually the whole way to America. I was gripping my seat Every time there was a bump, I felt we were going to fall out the sky and it just got worse. And then during the holiday, I actually was quite grumpy because on my mind, I had this awful feeling that I had to get on an aeroplane to get home again. So anyway, I managed to do it. Got home. I thought, phew, that's it. Never, ever, ever doing that again. Went down and visited my mother-in-law and said, oh, kids, would you like to go to Florida next year? Because um, I'll pay for you all to go again and and you can take your auntie with you uh, who had special needs. Mm. So they all go, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm going, no, I'm not going to do it. Anyway, went along with it. And I was even worse that time because I knew what to expect. I knew how horrendous Mm. it was. 
the getting ready to go. My husband said I was a changed person. I was so grumpy and, mm. you know, short with everybody. And it really affected me. Yeah. But I was determined to do it because the children were so excited. Amazing yeah. what you do for your kids. Isn't it? It is, that's it. Uh, <laughs> so um, got on the aircraft and I was absolutely just horrendous. So what, uh, worse we, than before, would you say? Worse than before. I yeah. was absolutely. The, the crew realised what a state I was in. And they said to me, oh, they said, when we're airborne or at cruising altitude, we'll come and get you. Uh, the pilot said he'd like you to go in the flight deck. This is obviously before when you're allowed to go up on the flight deck. Yes. And I, I think it might have been a 747. I'm not sure. It was a biggish aircraft. So they came and got me and they said, oh, when you've been up to the front with the pilots, you'll feel much better. So I go up there and there's these, there was three chaps in, the, there was an engineer obviously and the, the two pilots My and goodness, I'm thinking this is a long time ago you're talking well like... it must it was 19 early 1990s yeah yeah so I'm thinking the two pilots are sat there with a cup of tea like all relaxed looking at each other and the only person that was doing any work was the engineer and he kept flicking a few switches and I'm thinking <laughs> I'm not so sure that actually this is making me feel any better because why was that I don't know I just I just felt like nobody was in control of this. Great so you wanted aircraft. to see somebody on it, like wrestling. <laughs> I wanted to see somebody flying it wrestling. With a hat with on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they all just seemed all terribly relaxed. And, yes. and I had a good chat with them. And I guess maybe it did make a little bit of difference. But by the time I was, had to return on, from the holiday, I was back to where I was. And that's it. Mm. Never flying again. And I got mm. back onto English soil and I said to my husband, that is it. I'm never putting yeah. myself or you guys through this ever, ever again. I'm not going to right. fly wow. because it's so horrendous. And I didn't fly. And I didn't fly for about 12 years. It's amazing how how clever you get at getting round flying. Oh, no, what, we won't go this way. What did you way. do? The, the, the tea was well, like people say, oh, <laughs> yeah, because oh, obviously we live between Portsmouth and Southampton, so... France is quite convenient on a ferry. And, and my logic was I didn't mind the ferry because I can swim. Oh. So I, I, that was never a, a fear for me on, on the water. So we, we got round it and we just, you know, lived, had, had great times, but we never went abroad just because that subject was off limits. Wind forward a few years, probably about 12, 13 years, something like that, of avoiding flying. I said to my husband, so, just, I said... Just, let me just ask, actually, I've, I've always wondered, did the, that time, during that sort of 12 years, were, were your family quite understanding or was there some sort of subtle pressure? Because you, know, you had kids uh, as well, didn't you? Yeah, it kind of reared its head a few times, but we made an excuse that, you know, funds weren't available or, you know, or just, yeah. you, you get right. Or my husband was in the Navy, so he was away. So we, we used to say, oh, well, we're not really sure what he'll be doing. So, mm. you know, mm. you, you, you can sort of get around it. I went on a few coach trips because I'm a big Cliff Richard fan, as you know. I so know, yes. um, I went round Europe on various coach trips for hours on end, sat, mm. you know, cramped in a coach, but never actually set foot on an aircraft. And then I had this idea. I said to my husband, it was our silver wedding. Mm. And uh, the following year, um, I was beginning to think about it as the old romantic that I am. And I said, oh, I said, we could go on a nice cruise from Southampton next year, because being 20 minutes down the road, it would be yeah, an ideal. Yeah, well, I won't, 
I won't tell you what his reply was, because being in the Royal Navy and having sailed out of the Portsmouth and Southampton area on too many occasions across the Bay of Biscay, he said, you've got to be joking. So, but he said, I would cruise the Caribbean. So I'm thinking, ah, but I've got to get there. So that very night, he said, right, let's go on the internet. And we Googled flying, fear of flying, you know, all the words flying and fear and all that. And up popped a few courses. And funnily enough, the Virgin Atlantic one was the top of the list. Mm. And he said, should we get, and I was ready to do it. I wanted to get over my fear. And I think that's probably the point, you know, I wanted to do it. And I think that's the one big important thing in life is you yourself want to do it. You don't want to do it for other people. You need to do it for yourself. So I said, yeah, okay, I'll do it. So we logged on and bizarrely, this was must have been a Saturday. And I think the following Sunday, the course was was on. And I I kind of was sort of pulled towards the Virgin course because I think because they'd been so kind to me mm, on yeah. um, the flights and tried to help me, I felt that maybe they would go above and beyond to try and get me over my fear of flying. Book the course. I don't know, it was a couple of hundred quid. And uh, my husband said, he said, I'll take you up. So we've got the children, the kids looked after. And he said, I'll drive you up for the day and I'll wait for you at the, you know, because I thought. So that was it. But And actually it was the 18th of July, 2003. And it was the first Virgin course, I don't know if you remember, that had a flight at the end of the day. Yes, I do remember, yeah. yeah. You do remember that. And... I went up and he drove me up. We got there really early. And I think the thing that hit me more than anything was the number of people that were there. Mm. I expected to maybe be four or five of us that were fear of flying. But the fact that there was, I don't know, 100, 150 people maybe that all had the same fear. And obviously some were a lot uh, worse because there was actually a woman being ill in the car park actually mm. physically being sick at the thought of talking about mm. and there was people that didn't seem to have much of a fear and then there, I felt I was like somewhere in the middle as I walked in I was approached by this reporter who said oh hello how are you and I said oh I said fine and we, we sat down at this table and he came over and he said oh he said uh, we, we'd like to follow your table and do a little mini documentary for ITV do you guys mind And I said, no, no, no. I was so focused on the fear of flying. To be honest, being filmed was insignificant. Normally, it would have been a big deal for me. But no, I said, yeah, you can follow me. They they just followed us throughout the day and and, and made up a little documentary, which I'll tell you about later because I regret what I said. And I'll tell people why later. I did did the course it was amazing i just asked so that's so that was i do obviously i do remember it i remember you very well what was in your mind in terms of when you're going for the course what did you think this is i'm going to make sure this works for you or are you kind of 50 50 where where was your, what was your mindset no i'm one of these people that will give things a go i was very open-minded when i came i thought i'll take it on board i'll do everything that i'm suggested i'll listen very carefully and I'll, I'll see how it goes. I didn't put any pressure on myself. And I think that was probably one of the best things that I did. I just sort of still, I'll see how it goes. Mm. If, if, what have I got to lose? If, yes. I, if it doesn't work, I'm just not going to fly. But if it works, I had this vision that it was going to change my, 
my whole perception in life and, and change my life really, which, which it did. So yes, fronted up, did the course, followed everything, did all the relaxation and, and it throughout the day, your emotions are like one minute you're like, yes, I can do this. The next minute you're thinking, no, I can't. And this is, it's literally comes in waves throughout the day. And I don't think I've ever been so exhausted in all my life that when it finished, it was so emotionally draining, but it was good. We had, you know, different psychology. I think the bit for me, actually, that really tipped the balance in making me enjoy flying was the bit from the pilots of actually finding out how an aircraft flew. I was one of those people that thought it was luck. They sort of tanked down the runway and fingers crossed and you, you took off. And I think once I was educated and they told me how an aircraft flies and it's not luck, it's actually physics. That for me was a big part of, of helping me. And I think also finding out all about the redundancies on board, mm. that there's, you know, there's two or three systems yeah. two or three computers on board and two or three hydraulic systems and on all the sort of backup systems that nothing's left to chance that yeah. um, a lot of people find that very helpful because they just you just don't realize it because even those coaches that you were on you had one driver uh, you might have, you probably have two brake systems but that's about it isn't it? everything else that you've got it's a, a single system so there's lots of single points of failure which yeah. is yeah which is where commercial aviation doesn't have a single point of failure on yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a brilliant team leader, Jane Lewis. Oh, she was there. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, Jane, yeah. So um, she was brilliant. So she was very supportive and just supported us all the way through. As I say, we were interviewed at various points during the day of how we were feeling. And, <laughs> and, I really didn't know right up until the moment that I stepped foot on that aircraft that I was actually going to get on board. But again, I tried to stay really chilled and not put pressure on myself and did everything step by step by step. So it was just small steps rather than a massive big step to get over the fear. I took the day in sort of little bits. So then we so got on board. As you went board. the aircraft, did you have any anticipatory uh, anxiety or anything like that? I had heart that was going like I don't know what my heart rate was but it was mm. it was horrendous I had that awful feeling in my throat that I was gonna you know my heart yes. was gonna come out my mouth yes and I can just yeah just remember getting on board and how did you do that I think the support of other people and mm. and, and the team and you know the cabin crew they were so so encouraging it and the atmosphere and and, and you were with other people that were very in a similar situation to you. I know that not everybody had the same, the same problems or the same anxieties, but we were all sort of together as a group. And I think it gave me the encouragement to do it. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it because I'm quite a determined person when I want to be. And I did want to, really want to conquer this fear of flying. So despite all the problems of, you know, sweaty palms and sweating and feeling like I was going to be sick, I got on board and I sat down sort of in an aisle seat so I couldn't see out the window. And then David, David, Kish, David oh, yeah. Kistrup, yeah, yeah, yeah. he came and said, right, move pilots. over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, move over, he said, sit by the window. 
And he came and sat next to me because obviously they were scattered throughout the plane, everybody, the crew and everybody. And yeah, I realised that once we took off that I could actually enjoy flying. And then we had a bit, a little bit of turbulence, which was yeah. probably quite good. Yeah, we booked uh, yeah. that. Yeah, we always booked that. Turbulence. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> good turbulence. And yeah, I just felt amazing when I'd flown. I got off that aircraft, and I just could have flown into the terminal. Literally, I was just on cloud nine. I don't know. I just everything for me just fell into place that day. Yeah, I think I had this narrative running through my head when we mm. when we took off of what had been said and I just went with that and I just sort of no I wasn't say I was relaxed at all I was quite tense obviously still and I wouldn't have said I loved it but mm. I did it and I realized that I could do it and I felt very positive when I got off that aircraft that day that I could do it in the future yeah. and build on what the day had, had come, you know, uh, had been. And that was my big turning point in my life, really, as regards travelling. That's a phenomenal, that's a phenomenal thing you did there. Just, when you I listen was, back to it now, because obviously I'm at the front, I can see 100, 150 humans looking at me. You don't always get to understand all the individual journeys that people are on no know. I mean so many times I could have got up and left that day just mm. got up and thought I don't have to do this I'm just going but I didn't I just Why? what stopped you a couple of you know the crew Jane and yeah. she encouraged me to stay for a little bit longer or just do just listen for 10 more minutes yeah. you know there's no pressure and I think the fact that you guys kept saying there's no pressure to fly it's mm. up to you you know we're not going to sort of handcuff you and drag you onto the flight you know it was all no, done that was very our last much. resort yeah yeah <laughs> I think it was done I felt it was being done on it was on my terms and I could mm. do it although there was I don't know 100 150 people I think everybody felt that we were doing it on our own terms and for me mm. that was the biggest the thing so yeah I came off and I thought I was so I've never been it so exhausted after yeah, I that, I was so I, I'm so glad my husband had driven me up and then yeah. drove me home because mm. it was just it was like a great weight had been lifted off me. But at the same time, I was so exhausted emotionally and physically of such a because it was quite a long day. But it was a great day looking back on it now. And I can still remember things out of it so, so clearly. It had such an impact on me. And it's a significant and, and, thing, isn't it? You know, so when you finish the yeah. course... If 10 is being completely free of fear, and one being obviously where you were, where, where were you by the end of the course? I mean, at the beginning of the course, I was a zero or one. I was, it was awful. Mm. Probably the end of the course, I was probably probably about a seven, a six and a half or a seven. Quite a shift would, then, isn't it? It was a huge shift, mm. but I, I wouldn't say that I loved it. I didn't, yeah. you know, it was okay. And I thought I've got enough knowledge, enough experience now to actually build, build on this myself and see what I can do with it. You've given me all the tools to, to you know, to use. And I thought I'm going to go. So my husband said, right, where are we going to go? So I said, because obviously our silver wedding wasn't till the 
the following August. So it was like mm. a year away. He said, I really think we need to go somewhere sooner rather than later. So I said, oh, that's a good idea. So we actually booked a week in Malta the following month because you guys had said, try and fly as soon as possible. You know, don't leave it months on end before you do it again. So just him and I, we booked to go to Malta for a week. Yeah. And it was good. Yes, I, I, I certainly was a different mindset. If you talk to him about that, that flight he said to me he said halfway through he said oh my god he said if you're going to be like this every time you we fly he said next time we fly we're going to have seats at the opposite end of the aircraft because I talked non-stop of everything that was happening every noise <laughs> you know the um you know the spoilers and 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 yeah. what we were doing and how fast we were going when we were going down the runway and you know and then, oh, in a minute, we're going to have that feeling in our stomach Brilliant. when you get to about a thousand feet. Brilliant. And he just said, oh, my God, he said, I can't deal with this every time. I said, look, I'm just talking <laughs> my way. And I talked the whole way to Malta about what was happening. Oh, I love that. But that's you internalising it as well. So we always say you start telling other people and they help other people. He obviously didn't need any help, but just talking it through helps it sort of go in a little bit deeper, doesn't it? And that's what you were doing by the sound of it. Yes, and I was just, I was reliving that, that day mm. of the course of when, when I flew. So, uh, yeah, he was. Poor bloke. <laughs> say. So uh, we did that, and, yeah, I flew, and it was fine. I, I, I didn't say, I wouldn't have said I enjoyed it, but it, it was okay. Mm. And I felt if that was, oh, that was all, you know, I wanted really in life to just be able to go from A to B and it to be okay. Yeah. I still don't like turbulence. Not because I find I feel that it's dangerous. I certainly don't. And I know it's not at all in the slightest bit dangerous. I just dislike it because yeah. it's bumpy. I don't like yeah. that sort of feeling, you know, when you do go, it can be a bit bouncy or whatever. I just don't like it. But no, I, I just it. pause there. I love that because a lot of people will think that because they don't like it, it's automatically unsafe. But you've just you've separated those. You've said, it, I know it's not unsafe but I just don't like it. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that to me, great. yeah, for me, sort of coming on now, having flown quite a bit, that's the only bit of flying that I'm still not keen on at all. Mm. Everything else I love. I love taking off, I love landing, I love all the bits in between, but I still, I don't think I'm ever going to love turbulence. No. I don't, for me, that's, but that's more the motion and the, yeah, yeah. so... But yeah, I, I like that, Sue, because I think you know, so many people think that they have to love the whole thing. And I, I don't particularly like turbulence. I don't mind it, but I'm not worried by it. But it's annoying because you, you can't get up and you can't they take away all your drinks and stuff. And it's just a pain in the ass, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, I think that's what it is. And, and, and sometimes it, I, I don't travel car. I don't travel very well. I can get quite car sick. Mm. So sometimes I have been in turbulence when I thought, well, actually, I feel a bit sick. So yes. that's why I don't like it, as opposed to the fact mm. that I'm holding on to the seat, yeah. petrified. I'm not at all. I'm totally relaxed. Yeah. It's just like, I just don't like this particularly. Brilliant. Brilliant but that's fine. Yeah, it is. And to be honest, I am one of those people that would like the pilot at the beginning to come on and say, right, OK, we've got an eight hour flight. 
between hours two and three, we're going to have a bit of turbulence because I like to know, but I know some people don't like that. So Right. Yeah, some people want to know but uh, and then sit there waiting for it and some just don't want to know. They'd rather not know. Because I think the I, main I, thing is knowing that it's safe, isn't it? That's the thing, isn't it? Whether you like it or not, it's another yeah. completely different matter. And my other fear is wanting to go to the loo and not being allowed up. So yes. if I knew we were going to have turbulence for a couple of hours, I could nip to the loo and have a, a quick yeah. wee before the turbulence yeah. started. Yes, it's, it. it's, it's, a, um, it's a, a strategic wee. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, brilliant. So you said that when you were interviewed by the TV, that you said something you go I thought I can't let you get away with that you said there was something uh, you said that you wish you hadn't said so what's that then well I at the time I didn't really realize because I watched the little mini documentary on ITV it was over a couple of nights and, and I just sort of cringed when I saw myself what I said and things anyway roll on I don't know a few years when I was actually invited by you guys to come and help at one of the fear of flying courses as a team leader because I think you decided that it was very well having cabin crew and people helping, but it would be nice to have a couple of ex-nervous flyers. Definitely. And I'd actually flown a lot, as you know. I'd sent you numerous postcards from various <laughs> destinations. And, yeah, we. so I came along to help. And I hadn't appreciated it, but you guys had picked up on part of the interview that I'd done. And I'd interviewed in the morning and said, yeah, yeah, I was nervous, anxious and all this. And then they interviewed me immediately after lunch. And I think I said something like, I actually feel worse now than I did when I arrived this morning. And we I didn't realise it. Yeah, we you were it. showing you were showing that on the course because obviously you were trying to demonstrate to the people, the delegates that were there, that actually it was fine to actually feel worse halfway through the day as I said to you my emotions that day were up and down up and down all day and I said that and and yeah and I to this day I think why did I say that because it as I came and helped priceless. Yes, but as I came and helped on the course years went past and of course 2003 was further and further away and looking at yourself when you're a lot younger and sort of as you are now it's kind of like well, it's not good looking at yourself on television anyway, is it? Not that I'm a I'm famous person, but yeah. I sort of cringed. And then they showed, because we, we did a little bit afterwards, we went and booked our, because um, we didn't actually go on a cruise for our silver wedding. We actually went to Boston, in, in Boston, Massachusetts, not Boston in, in the UK, Boston, Massachusetts. We went and booked that and, and they followed us to the news agent and that they got me to dig out a photograph of when we got married, which was like 1979. So the whole thing's a bit cringeworthy, really, for, in, from oh, my point of view. Yeah, I'm I sure think it was. It, lovely piece of, a lovely piece for the TV, but also but I think what you did has probably helped thousands of people you, by being really honest and letting them follow you and, and saying what you said after lunch. Because people used to say, they come on a course and they, I'd always used to get asked, does the course work? Which used to drive me crazy. I used to say, well, I don't know what that means because the course runs from sort of whatever time to whatever time. We do a bunch of stuff. We do a flight. Provided you keep an open mind and you come along and you try out all the stuff, there's no reason why you shouldn't feel significantly better. So whether it works or not, I don't know how you, you measure that. So one of the things that I know happens, one of the things I know that happens is that people do feel worse during the day because what you're actually doing is walking head on towards your fear 
And so your phrase saying, I actually feel worse than I did this morning was just perfect. So I would say, I would, without a doubt, you have helped thousands of people because you've normalised probably all what they were thinking in their head. Half of them in the room are going, oh, crap, why did I book this in the first place? <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel awful. What am I doing here? I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just stay in the UK, you know. But we had people come over on boats from the US to do the course because they would, and then flew back and things like that. So it's it's a massive thing. So don't underestimate how powerful your words were. I know it's cringy for you, but I think it's massively helpful for a lot of people. So thank you. Oh, yeah. So That's how many okay. flights have you done since then? Oh, I know you keep a record. I've flown since 2003. I have flown. I'm just going to look it up because it's. I've got to get it right because I keep a record. I've actually completed 226 flights oh to date. Oh, my dates. goodness. That's obviously, I take each holiday as two flights because mm -hmm. it's a it going is, yeah. and coming, yeah, yeah, coming back. back yeah. And I have inclu included the fear of flying courses I've helped on because, again, mm. that's, that's a flight. Mm. And I think I've helped on about 30 of those yeah. over the years, which, again, was good. It's, it helps. I enjoy talking to people about my experience because a lot of them said, oh, well, the trouble is, it's all very well for the crew because they like flying. They don't understand how we feel. So you could definitely put a different, some of the other people that helped, obviously, that helped that were ex-nervous flyers. You could certainly put a different, you could really empathise with them. And although everybody doesn't have the same fears and anxieties, you, you know how, how big a deal it is for them on that day to try and sort this themselves out. So, so yes. I've, um... I think it was massively helpful. I, I love the ex-nervous flyers coming along because you get a chance for, to, to reinforce your own sort of stuff, but also helping other people is one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself, but also for them. It's just such a great thing to be able to give back, isn't it? So no, oh, I, yeah. I'm, re I'm really grateful for you and all the other team leaders that used to give their time. And, and I think your story is remarkable when you think how bad you were to what you've done and you don't know how many flights you've done now that's just mad isn't it yeah and I can honestly say hand on heart that I love flying now I you know if I well before lot before Covid hit and before lockdown and everything if I didn't have a flight to in hand so to say you know didn't have something booked I'd ha I certainly have withdrawal symptoms they didn't need to necessarily be big fancy trips but just even simple things like jumping on a, a plane in Southampton and flying up to see our son who lives in Glasgow. You know, for me, I, at that point, he, he's only been up there about 10 years, maybe 11 now. If I hadn't have got over my fear of flying, then it would have been very different. We would have been driving up, I suppose. And that's a hell of a journey, isn't it? From Whereas now we can jump on a, a flight and be up there within the hour. Nice. for the weekend and yeah we get to see him and as I say some of the, the holidays are, bi are bigger deals I've been I've had some fantastic experiences I've made yeah. it up to the children they've all come with me various exotic destinations and the grandchildren yeah. I sort of ran out of people to take for a, a while <laughs> anybody else want to come you know come flying with mum or grandma so I yeah. think it's, it's very easy to feel guilty about those, but because you said the words made it up. Can I, I've spoken to lots of people 
and the thing is you you know you did great stuff and you you had experiences and they and they had nothing to compare it to you know so you're better that you do something that's well within your comfort and then doing the flights now you've given them other options so I think a lot of parents beat themselves up over this, yeah. which is understandable. But you've yeah, you've more than made up for that, I think. Yeah, one thing I did beat myself up about is my my children. When I flew, when we first mm. went to those two trips to to Florida, my eldest daughter was six, and my twins they were like four and a half. And then the following year, they were obviously seven and about five and a half. Yes. I actually passed the fear of flying on to the eldest one. She picked up on mm. my anxieties and what I was like. And consequently, as she got older, she wouldn't fly. She yes. actually was really bad to the point where she let me take her daughter to Florida on my own. Mm. And she wouldn't go yeah. because she wouldn't get on an aircraft. And I said to her, oh, you must do the fear of flying course. But again, she wasn't in the mindset to do it. No. So... A few years later, after I'd taken her daughter on various holidays and had, she'd had, you know, when she was, the granddaughter was about six, the, the do- my daughter said to me, she said, Mo, actually, she said, I think I'm ready to get over my fear of flying. Can you arrange for me to do the course? So I contacted you and said, can I book my daughter on? And you said, yeah. So we got her booked on. And I was a team leader on that day. She wasn't in my team, I hasten to add. She, she was on a different table. But she actually did the fear of flying course and it had the same effect mm. on her as it had for me. And but she actually gave up the chance to have two or three holidays to Florida mm. and places yeah. with her daughter and myself because she so that's again how effect, you know, this fear has on people and how mm. much you you give up and miss out on. Definitely. So I do remember so her coming on the course because she's like a she's like a mini me, wasn't she? Yeah, she's taller than me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's. Uh, so she did the course, and and she now regularly flies to the canal, you know, off to wherever she goes. Yeah, and 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 doesn't doesn't really particularly think about it. Mm. So, yeah, That's amazing, and it's just great that you've because we do pass on the fear. Our children look to us for certainty. And so they, they make sense of the world through us. And it's so easy to pick up this stuff. But I always say to, to parents that, you know, don't, don't worry about them, sort yourself out. And then in turn, hopefully what will happen for you. So for some people, when they've sorted themselves out, the children's fear has gone as well, because they, they have now an updated version of the parent looking certain. So it's just mm-hmm. all about timing and luck, really. So, but I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, I've i kind of forgotten about your daughter coming on. I've sort of half remembered when you started talking about it. Oh, yeah, of course she did, didn't she? So that's yeah. amazing. So I, I would like to ask you, with all your experience now, the, the question I often ask people at the end of the podcast is just to say, if you had some top tips or some advice you would give to people who aren't where you are but would like to be, what would your advice be? I would certainly say ask for help, seek out, look on the internet. There's plenty of advice and help out there, like your podcast, for example, I've been listening to. And I, I think there's so much out there. And, and just go with an open mind and accept any help or advice or listen to as much as you can 
And I'm sure if you, you're at that point in your life, I do believe that you need to want to do it for yourself. I, I think people before, I used to cringe on my table on the fear of flying courses. If I had somebody say, oh, my husband bought me this for a birthday present. Worst. Yeah. And I used to think, oh, well, you're not going to succeed because you're not in your mindset that you want mm. to do it for you. It's, it's like anything in life. You have to do it for yourself. It's like losing weight. You have to want to do it for yourself, not for somebody else, not for an event. You have to want to do it for yourself. So I would say accept all the help. Talk to as many people as you can. Talk to pilots if you can, crew, anybody that will talk to you. And as I say, I'm more than happy to chat to people. If I don't know if you can put any contact details out there, I'm happy to talk to people. Yeah, I love talking about flying. My my family aren't so keen on me talking about flying, but I'll talk to anybody that will (laughs) listen if they want any tips or whatever. But all I and I just think the other thing is once you've got over your fear or got to the point where you can Mm. fly comfortably Mm. at a point, you know, you say, "Oh, we used to say on the the recent courses." You know, you don't have to love it all, and I think that's what probably made me realise that actually not liking turbulence was actually okay it doesn't mean that I don't like flying it just means that I don't like turbulence so mm. I've accepted that I don't like turbulence but I love flying so to me so and I oh, think do it great. do it regularly as well I think it's something it's like anything I think you need to stay practiced in it mm. Mm. I certainly feel like that I mean I had a couple of years I, I flew Obviously, the last holiday I had was Grenada in 2019. And then I flew just to Scotland last year. And I was thinking, not sure I want to do it. I think more from the COVID point of view than the flying point of view. But I did because there was front seats at a Cliff Richard concert. (laughs) There's the carrot dangling. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was essential to go. So I did. And, And just recently, my husband and I have booked... We're going next month. We're going to uh, the Canaries for a week. This is our first little dabble of the yeah. post, well, COVID to see what it's like. And yeah. we've got a, a, a Grenada holiday in November that's third time lucky that's been postponed yeah. three times with Virgin. And I th- we're on the cusp of booking to go to Nashville in September. I need to speak to somebody that's been there. I want to know what it's like. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been there. Things. It's amazing. Is it good? Yeah, it's amazing. Definitely. Oh, I'll have to. I'll have to speak to you off. Uh, yeah, do that afterwards. Yeah, but, yeah. But I just love the fact that you've got this, got these trips planned. You, you, how much you love it now. And for me, one of the really clear distinctions, which I, I often say to people, you don't have to love flying. In fact, you do is great. You don't have to love turbulence. You know, I don't particularly like it. It's all right. I mean, so, sometimes I'm, I'm more like, yeah, bring it on do your worst other times it's just an inconvenience and it's just a pain in the butt yeah I did want to say something that my husband did say I think he said to you guys he said there's one massive disadvantage about me getting over the fear of flying his bank balance (laughs) (laughs) has never been very healthy since no so that's probably the downside but uh no well you're an inspiration Sue McKnight and uh thank you Thank you for all the stuff you've done, all the people, the thousands of people that you've helped and the fact that you're still out there and that now you're on the podcast, it's going to get lots of people will listen to this and will be very heartened 
and inspired by your story. So thank you. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully if it just helps one or two people, it, it'll be it'll be good because I'd say I like helping people. So and as you. I say, I'm more than happy to answer questions if anybody's got any questions that they can put through you or, or however. All right. I'll put your details in the uh, on the podcast thing. You might get a few people bombarding you now. That's all right. That's OK. That's absolutely fine. I've retired, so I have time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might just regret that.